What's going on, traders? Yes, we made it to another SPACs attack. We got some top SPACs to talk about. We're going to be looking what's on the radar, what's to watch out for. Yes, the market is going down right now, but we have been seeing the SPACs get another lift. We'll see how they continue to move. And like always, welcome to the SPACs attack. We got a great interview for you, for you today. Of course, we're going to go ahead and get into Hotel Planner with the CEO. Just stay tuned and hit the like button. Let's get started. SPACs Attack. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What's going on, my family out there? Don't worry, Sue. You enjoy the beach. It's a red day. I understand if you're sitting back, relaxing, enjoying the day today, and, and just going to listen in on the interview. I got no problem with that. Let's go ahead and bring on my friend, and you guys know him, Chrisopedia. What's going on? What What's going on, brother? Yeah, happy to be here. It's Monday, the start of another week. I mean, I, I wish I was sitting on the beach, too, because, I mean... It's a red day out there, Mitch. So time to probably sit on them hands. Don't look at your portfolio. Or if you had stocks on your watch list, today could be a, a buying opportunity. But again, please use caution as we are seeing a lot of red out there for everyone. Yeah, it's just one of those days where... Um, this is what I always say. This is one of those days where you really got to know your risk levels. You know, It's okay to cut positions if you're finding yourself below that risk amount because yes i know stocks can come back and a lot of times we have seen these big dips eventually just get bought back up and you'll see a stock go through your price point but what i always say is remember to the systematic trade because at the end of the day if you stay systematic you keep yourself in the mathematical advantage once you lose and you go outside of your system let's say um you're supposed to cut 5% losers and you wake up today and it's at six or seven and you're like, you know what? I'm going to hold and see if it comes back. Next thing you know, that position is going down to minus 10%. And what you're really doing is you're killing yourself on the next two to three trades. What you do is you put the pressure on, on the next trade because that one trade just costs you more than one trade. It costs you pretty much two trades there. And so with that being said, it puts the pressure for you to get back in your accurate ways. So what I always say is just try to find what system you want to stay to and stay to that system. I understand that there's some tough days and that's always going to happen. But one thing I always say is find what works best for you and then look at your data to see if you can stick to that system. Definitely. I mean, always know your risk reward. And, you know, as Mitch just said, you know, have a plan, right? Uh, you should be prepared for red days. <laughs> Mitch, the market doesn't just go up every day. I mean, uh, oh, common common misbelief out there, but uh, it, it doesn't. So uh, be prepared for a day like today. And yeah, I mean, know your risk reward. If, if you're looking at your portfolio today and you're down big and you're worried, that might mean that maybe you were in some riskier names and maybe you should diversify into, you know, a little bit more conservative approach here. All right. I do want to let everybody know about a little secret that some people might not know today. I'm going to go ahead and do a little promo action here. If you use the code happy fall, you're going to be able to save 35%. Hey, 
I, I know that you guys are probably out there w- wanting to keep in the game in the Benzinga Pro game. Hey, there you guys go. Happy, happy fall there. Uh, pro subscription, 35%. I definitely check it out. All right, Chris, let's go ahead and let's get to our headlines. I know you got a couple of them before we get to our interview today, which we'll be getting into a little bit later today with hotel planners. Let's go ahead and take us back to those headlines. Chris, let us know what happened on the weekend. What should we be paying attention to this week? And of course, if there's any analyst ratings or something that we might have missed. All right, guys. Yeah, it's Monday. Always a decent amount of stuff to talk about to start the week. Up first, you know, as Mitch said, let's talk about some analyst ratings. So we do have Effector Therapeutics. So EFTR. This has been one of the hottest names out there, right? A biotech SPAC deal that really rocketed higher. So it's actually getting an analyst note today. Stifle initiating coverage with a hold rating and a price target of $20. Shares are down 9% today to $17.60. Um, you know, this thing ha- has been a rocket, right? It hit all the way up to, to $70 um, on that candle. It's also been over $30 recently. Um, but a nice uh, to see the analyst note today. So keep an eye out, EFTR. Now we have DNA, right? Ginkgo Bioworks, uh, now publicly traded as DNA. Love that ticker. HSBC initiating coverage with a buy rating and a price target of $14. Um, I talked last week, right? And my big things about DNA were going to be, is it going to get that mainstream media attention? And it had a CNBC interview on Friday. And also, will people understand the story of it, right? All the different segments it operates in, all the different business lines that it owns. And here you have an analyst initiating coverage. So I love the long-term story of DNA. I actually thought we were going to see a bit of a dip last week, but that dip may not happen now as this analyst note coming in and that attention to what this company does. Um, So keep an eye out on DNA uh, going forward. And then we have DraftKings, DKNG, so Loop Capital reiterating buy rating. Um, They said that DraftKings is gaining market share and recently overtook FanDuel in the rankings of the top U.S. sportsbook app on Apple's App Store. Not a huge surprise here, right? We know by now that FanDuel and DraftKings are really the top two players in sports betting. Um, Gaining market share, though, is a nice uh, color addition here from the analyst. We are in the start of the NFL and college football season. DraftKings has been one that I have called out as a winner going into this season. So keep an eye out, um, DKNG. Then we have LICY, uh, Lifecycle Holdings. So we had them on the show earlier this year. Wedbush is starting coverage with an outperform rating and has a $14 price target. Uh, Analyst Dan Ives calls it a attractive pure play on recycling. So remember, they recycle lithium-ion batteries. Um, they have some deals out there with some companies. They're, they're working on you know a great future. This is a sustainability play, a recycling play, L-I-C-Y. Uh, I, I'm starting to like this one more and more. You know, I, I think as we get into the EV space, we do need to recycle those batteries. And, and here you have a company that could be the, the pure play leader there. Um, and Wedbush, you know, I, I am a fan of this analyst in the EV space. So definitely going to take a deeper dive into LICY. 
We have FFIE, so Faraday Future. Mitch, we haven't talked about this one a ton recently, but they actually had a event yesterday. So it was their 919 Futurist Day, um, where they announced some new business initiatives and the positive progress on the FF91 production and vehicle delivery, which is why they did the 919 Day yesterday. Um, to you know, hit on that 91 vehicle name that they have. They talked about their relationship with Palantir. Um, you know, they they also talked about you know how everything is going as planned with their supply chain and production. So FFIE could get some more attention after that day yesterday. Then we have Velodyne LiDAR VLDR announcing that AGM Systems deployed their Alpha Prime sensor. Um, again, as we talk these LiDAR stocks, right, it's important to get, you know, those new deals, those new partnerships. So Velodyne announcing one today. And then OfferPad, O-P-A-D. It's been a high riser, um, you know, since completing that SPAC deal. Um, $12.66 today down 7%. But this is one that was over $20 last week. They announced uh, Kansas City and St. Louis as their two newest markets. So as we shift to the digital uh, home buying platform, you know, a lot of these companies still need to expand on a national scale. Um, you know, Zillow, Open Door, and now OfferPad, and OfferPad adding two big markets here with Kansas City and St. Louis in Missouri. Then we have Humasite, H-U-M-A. They announced the issuance of three patents covering their implantable bioengineered human tissue platform. Their patents are now over 23 in international markets and 119 patents covering their proprietary platform in the U.S. Uh, Humasite, again, this is one that has a, a nice long-term um, approach in my eyes here. Um, H-U-M-A on watch after grabbing these additional patents. And we have Archer, A-C-H-R, ringing the bell this morning. Um, so they tweeted out, the future of electric aviation is spelled A-C-H-R. Today is a historic milestone for Archer as we join the New York Stock Exchange and ring the opening bell. It's a moment of celebration for those who have helped us get to where we are today. Teammates, partners, investors, and fans. So Archer, A-C-H-R, now publicly traded after completing that deal. Keep an eye out on this one in the EVTOL space. Um, going forward. And then I want to highlight Jonathan Rothberg, right? Dr. Jonathan Rothberg, we had him on the show not too long ago. He's got three companies that are going public via SPAC or have gone public via SPAC. He had a big week last week, right? And he put out a tweet that was awesome to recap this. So I don't know if anyone watched the Apple event, right? Apple iPhone 13. During that event, they actually showed on the iPad, um, a B-Fly, right? Butterfly Networks with their um, portable ultrasound. So that was shown on the iPad screen during Apple's event. Also, SpaceX just put the Inspiration4 into space over the weekend, and they showed off Butterfly during a live video chat with those four astronauts and doing the, the portable ultrasound in space. And also Hyperfine, another company going public, HCAQ, um, is working with Madonna on saving children's lives in international hospitals. So definitely a big week for Jonathan Rothberg's SPACs out there. Then we do have one deal. 
announced this morning. Ticker is GLBL. This is a deal for uh, Tiedemann Group and Elvarium Investments. It will create a leading independent global investment firm. Um, the combined company will oversee $54 billion in assets under management, uh, four continents, 11 countries, 25 cities. They use a globally scaled multifamily office strategy. Um, they also have a huge presence in the ESG space. Uh, governance, global real estate, and private market groups. Revenue expected to hit $215 million this year, up 24%. $247 million in fiscal 2022, up 15%. And the deal values of the company at $1.09 billion. GLBL and Mitch, interesting note on this SPAC deal. They will actually keep the same ticker going forward. So it will go from ticker GLBL to ticker GLBL. So no ticker change on this SPAC deal that was announced today. So one deal announced today to start the week, and we had four deals last week, Mitch. So time will tell how many deals we get for the week ahead. All right. So, hey, there's a couple of exciting things there to to note. Um, First things I want to mention is, yeah, don't worry, Sue. Madonna's, we're family too. You know, that's my sister, you know. No, but I uh, just wanted to state here, uh, I've been looking at a couple of these and, and DNA, clear one that we saw that would probably come back with the interest that it had, um, definitely making a big move on up. I'm going to keep that one in my radar and OPAD is still the one that I, I will will kick myself a little bit, definitely should have been able to been a part of that move and sell into the 20s would have been an easy 100% winner and I'll keep an eye out on OPAD to see if it gets another run but as you as you saw also getting mentions there um, we will pay attention to see of course BFly is on my radar um, a lot of these products have actually done really great and we'll see I mean it gets keeps getting mentioned and it gets mentioned with bigger brands which is I think is important like you're seeing here with Apple I think that's definitely going to get it a lift in the long run but we'll keep an eye on it all right so up next guys we're going to be getting into our interview with hotels planner CEO but and before then, I want to take a quick look at the watch list, see what we're seeing out there, and see if there's any movers to talk about. All right, let's go ahead and take a look. And it, wouldn't you know it, top leader here is one that I wanted to point out because we have been seeing products like this start coming back is Outlet. Outlet getting a nice lift today, up about almost 7% um, from about those 520s up there to the 590s. I was actually interested this morning to see if we would get towards $5 because I was going to take a shot. But it looks like I wasn't the only one thinking this morning near that $5. We got towards a low of 510 and maybe should have taken that shot. But now we're already up there towards 590s. I'll look for a pullback towards 550s. But this one's an interesting one. Of course, we know uh, the product well as we did an interview on the product. But we'll see how this one continues. Nice vo- volume here at the bottom. 4 million shares traded. Good bullish engulfing candle. Now those lows, as long as those can hold. We should be looking good, which is 518 and Outlet making a good move on up. Any other one you want to mention, Chris, from the the movers list today? Um, I would say the other one that caught my eye was SNAX Strive Foods, um, ticker Snacks. 
I want also, a snack. Also up 5% today. Um, you know, I, I, you, you said it, Mitch, right? Some of these D SPACs that have gone down to the $5 level are starting to come back, starting to gain interest. Uh, Strive Foods, remember, has investment from Channing Tatum and also um, the, the quarterback, Justin Hebert, right? So we could see this as a play on getting more marketing and brand awareness. So uh, I, I'm interested in SNAX here and also Owlette, as you pointed out. We'll keep those on the watch. Of course, Lucid continuing into the green is another one to watch today. They get a pullback with the overall market, but trying to recover that high that we had on Friday. Just keep your eyes on that. That's 23.51. We need to get it above that and closing and see if it can continue to make a move towards 26 and 30. And that's, of course, Lucid Motors. And we'll see if it gets that Lucid Dreams moving there. We'll definitely see after, of course, the EPA rating last week was so important for the stock. We'll see if the stock continues to get lifts and Maybe some ratings start changing with that EPA being released last week. All right, Chris, that's going to probably do it for our watch list. Now it's time to do what we do best, which is unlock some specs. And like always, Chris, I'll let you take lead here. Awesome, guys. Yeah, another exclusive interview here on SPACs Attack. So joining us on the show today, we have the CEO of Hotel Planner, Timothy Henschel. That company is going public with Astria Acquisition Corp, ticker ASAX. Uh, after the merger, will trade as Hotel Planner, ticker HOTP. Uh, Tim, welcome to SPACs Attack. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Um, it's going to be a spectacular uh, interview, right? Back Attack. Uh spectacular of, of course we we love it tim thanks for you know joining us on the show taking time out of your busy schedule we we talk all things spac and de-spac so one of the first questions we always like to start with is you know why the decision to take hotel planner public via spac and was a traditional ipo also considered by your company a traditional ipo was considered uh spac was better better because we're doing a three-way merger um, we also, you know, need to be in the public uh, space. We're growing so rapidly. Uh, we're putting up great numbers and we're an innovator. We've been around for quite a while, but we're constantly uh, pushing out new technology out there. So it's important that we be able to raise money to take our technology to the next level. Awesome. So, yeah, as you said, a three-way merger. So after this merger is completed, the, this company is going to own hotelplanner.com, meetings.com, and reservations.com. Um, so together, those websites offer access to book over 1 million global properties. Um, so I know there's a lot to unpack here, Tim. So I'm just wondering if you can break down, you know, all three of these websites and kind of company units um, and explain to us what exactly hotelplanner.com, meetings.com, and reservations.com are all about. Sure. So Hotel Planner specializes in small, large groups, closed user group rates for individual. Those are special discounted um, uh, opaque rates. Then Meetings.com specializes in hotel and offsite venues for corporate uh, groups as well as leisure groups. So think um, finding that special venue at Meetings.com. And then uh, for Reservations.com, specialize in making reservations at hotels and over the phone 
uh, desktop, tablet, mobile device, uh, mainly leisure individual reservations. Awesome. So, you know, one of the things I saw in the presentation that caught my eye was Hotel Planner offers closed user group rates to customers. Um, and that was listed as a differentiating factor to some of your competitors out there. Can you talk a little bit about this and how it keeps your company, you know, ahead of some of the competition? Sure. These closed user group rates are heavily discounted, usually 50, 60% below what uh, the rate that is available to the public is. We uh, have access to these rates because we have direct connections for group inventory to over 50,000 hotels. We've uh, signed up these hotels on an extranet that's proprietary to us over the last uh, 17 years. So it's been a close relationship with on-property uh, hoteliers and they load up these special rates and then we share them through our network. And uh, uh, specifically, through uh, what we're also revolutionizing, which is our gig economy travel agent uh, call center platform. Perfect. So, you know, you mentioned uh, relationships with over 50,000 hotels. You also have, you know, affiliate deals and OTA clients. So, you know, the big question here is, you know, customer acquisition. We talk a lot about, right, for companies. So can you talk about how Hotel Planner, you know, acquires those customers and why those key partnerships are so important in the success of your your business sure i mean we acquire cu customers in the traditional way um, search engine marketing so spending money with google and facebook uh, and bing and different sites like that um, we also have a very robust search engine optimization uh, strategy because we have a lot of proprietary content obviously being dominant in the the group space uh, gives us uh, content on meeting space and banquet space and all kinds of other information that uh, your typical site wouldn't have. And on top of that, we have lots of affiliates. I mean, on the screen right now, you're talking about the Knot and the Wedding Wire. They send us their uh, brides for us to help them find the perfect hotel for their destination wedding or the uh, hotel for their uh, out-of-town wedding guests. Or if you go on to nine plus rooms on a nine plus room search on Expedia or nine plus room search on Priceline or Kayak or any of those kind of sites. Um, you know, that is where we uh, help with our proprietary uh, technology that does uh, large and small groups. So it, it, it's a big moat that we built over the last uh, 17 years. Um, we basically dominate that uh, group hotel booking space. And now we're taking that to the next level by taking these special closed user group rates that are we can uh, share with individual travelers and getting them out there, not only through our website and the apps, but also through the, the gig economy travel agents. So that helps with people that want, you know, high touch and customer service. Perfect. Yeah, I know, you know, there's always a lot of interest in finding stocks related to weddings, right? Obviously, the wedding market is huge. Um, you know, post-COVID, we're going to see a surge in weddings. So, I mean, if you're out there watching Hotel Planner, it looks like, you know, has a, a big relationship here to weddings. So a wedding stock to, to possibly watch. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about growth. So, you know, as you mentioned, a three-way merger, you're going to bring in reservations.com and you're going to shift their offline bookings to that closed user group platform. Can you just talk a little bit about the synergies and why the decision to, you know, also acquire this company along with the SPAC merger? So reservations.com does half their reservations over the phone. 
So we saw that as a huge opportunity because we have a proprietary gig economy travel agent call center. Um, these, what makes it different is these are people located all around the world um, and they can be working um, in your local city or in the city that you're looking to go to. Um, so right now reservations.com uses a traditional uh, call center that, that's based overseas. And we're going to take that to the next level by helping their customers get local um, help through the, the gig economy travel agent. So that's one um, big synergy. And the other synergy is with closed user group rates, their customers will start getting uh, special proprietary deals uh, in special closed user group uh, environments. So there's two big synergies there and, and we're very excited about it. I think to go back to what we were saying, we knew that doing a SPAC was the best way to do this because not only are we gonna have extra cash for uh, growth for our use of proceeds, but we're gonna have a lot of organic growth from just the synergies between the mergers. So if you're looking at us versus another SPAC, uh, you know, I believe and you know, the numbers will prove this out. We just put out a proxy last week and you can see all the growth we had in just the first half of this year that we have you know, twice the growth that your average SPAC will have because we've got the synergies between the merger and we've got the use of proceeds. Perfect, Tim. You know, that segues into my next question, right? You talk a little bit about growth there. We we did have, you know, the pandemic, right? And it did hurt, you know, the overall travel market. But one of the big highlights from your presentation was that, you know, yeah, there was a downtrend in travel, but Hotel Planner, you know, outperformed peers in terms of, you know, during pandemic, that drop off. Can you explain, you know, how Hotel Planner was able to, you know, not see as big of a decline as some of your competition out there? Yes, Chris, very informative. You read that deck closely. That's, <laughs> that's good. Uh, yes, yeah, so we had only a 23% drop in revenue over 2020, and we uh, owe a lot of that to the gig economy travel agents. What we found right away over COVID is that people had questions. And when people have questions, they wanted to pick up the phone and, and ask uh, an expert. And so then when immediately we said, let's let's get the best people we can. We used our AI and our platform uh, to recruit the best people and uh, then give people local advice. So then it grew from there. And we're actually, you know, proud to say that Delta has not affected us. Um, in fact, any kind of disruption, like we just had Hurricane Ida, our booking skyrocketed over Hurricane Ida. Uh, people will typically want to pick up the phone and we have over 30,000 1-800 numbers out there uh, that are helping, you know, get the right information to the right customers. And they're picking up with the phone and the AI is immediately uh, pushing them to the correct travel agent that can help them with their questions. I, I love that. You know, we talk, you know, a lot about shifting to, you know, an online model. And, and here you're talking about, you know, call center actually providing some growth as people wanted that human interaction. Uh, not something no, I would. No, no, don't push it like that. It's not <laughs> call center. It, it, look, it, it's very technical because it's a voice over IP system. What we have is people who are at home, have a headset. They're connected to a high-speed internet connection with a laptop. When you when we connect the call to them, they have instant information in front of them on their desktop that helps them answer questions quicker. So we're hybriding uh, the latest technology with human touch 
we've always set out to do that because our name hotel planner is like wedding planner, event planner, but for hotels, hotel planner. So if you look at our long history of the company, it's always about the hybrid approach of high customer service you would expect from a wedding planner or event planner, but the automation that you would get through technology and the internet. And so we basically just did that in the, in the gig economy travel agent model. And it's taking off. I mean, every, people love it. I mean, right now, if you go onto the homepage of Hotel Planner, it talks about our uh, Alexa app. And it's just, you talk to Alexa and ask uh, Alexa to connect you with a Hotel Planner. Uh, and Alexa will then ask you a couple of questions, but then connect you uh, to a gig economy travel agent for that local advice. So it's that perfect hybrid between you know robotics and and automation and human touch think of it like a robocop you know you, you as know, opposed to a terminator <laughs> what would you so rather do you want to book travel with robocop not with terminator we give you the robocop so you you know you mentioned technology here and two big growth items artificial intelligence and machine learning are mentioned in the presentation as areas, you know, where you're going to spend money from the, the proceeds of this merger. Can you talk a little bit about the growth of artificial intelligence and machine learning and how those will play into the hotel planner ecosystem? Yeah, exactly. So we're proud that we're uh, co-founded um, by one of the most brilliant engineers out there, uh, John Prince, my co-founder, um, was top of his class in, in computer science. So he has picked a great team around that. And part of the use of proceeds is we want to continue to grow that team and get the very best talent uh, so we can continue to grow our AI because we see all of these ways that AI can help in what we do. So not only, as I described, connecting the right in real time, the right customer to the right gig economy travel agent, but also searching out the right customer because you know there's all this information out there and people are, traffic is constantly moving around. So what makes our you know, uh, platform better than the next platform is finding that person out of all that massive amount of data. And that's where the AI comes in too. And I have to say that we're very effective in that and our numbers show it. If uh, people wanna go and take a look at that proxy we just filed last week, they'll see it in the numbers. So part of this SPAC merger, you know, as I said, was to acquire, you know, reservations.com via the three-way merger. One of the big questions, you know, with public companies is always, you know, M&A. So my, my question for you, and I'm not sure if you can answer it, Tim, is, you know, is there a plan here to continue, you know, looking at acquiring additional companies that can, you know, evolve hotel planner in the travel ecosystem? No, absolutely. That is definitely what we have done and what we plan to do more of. One of the nice things about being uh, very niche and having the best engineers that we can possibly uh, find is that we can then take our superior technology and plug it in to other companies that we acquire that don't know or can't do what we do. So we can in, in instantly make them grow faster and more profitable. That's the plan. Perfect. So, so yes. I want to uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yes, we plan to start acquiring as soon as next year, as okay. soon as we de yep. Perfect. So uh, I want to dive into finances a little bit. So, uh, you know, fiscal 2022 revenue estimated at $170 million and ahead of the record 2019 total uh, compounded annual growth rate of 42% from fiscal 2020 to 2023 expected. 
Uh, so you mentioned M&A happening, you know, next year. My, my question would be, is M&A priced into these projections at all? And also, how do you forecast this model with, you know, the pandemic kind of, you know, still going on a little bit? How hard is it to forecast a couple of years out? So uh, first question, M&A is not priced into those n- n- numbers. We're going to hit those revenues easily without any M&A. Um, so M&A will all be bonus. And the reason we did that is because obviously, you know, we're not the only party making the decision to buy that company, right? We have to find a willing seller. So we can't, you know, put the M&A into those numbers because we can't guarantee that we'll do it. We can guarantee that we're going to look and, uh, you know, go out strong to, to, to look for something and make some good offers. But uh, basically, we guarantee hitting those numbers without any, any M&A. As far as Delta um, or or COVID, um, you know, from what we've just seen with Delta, as I mentioned, it actually is helping us because more people are seeking out that phone number uh, to get more local advice. So um, we're very comfortable with where we are uh, right now over that. Um, We have a very competitive niche the way we built the company and it shows in the numbers. So, yeah, um, right now couldn't be more um, confident, actually. Perfect. And then the the last question here with finances is, you know, the the big P question, right? Profitability. So, you know, in the presentation, talking about scaling profitability, can you just get into, you know, some of the the metrics here in terms of profits for Hotel Planner? Glad you asked about profits. I like profits. Being a bootstrapped entrepreneur, that's what I lived on. And so I, when I go public, our big plan is to keep it profitable and grow profits. And it's in our forecast. And we're happy to say that, you know, this year, our estimates were that we were going to have 6 million EBITDA. Well, in the first half, you look at a proxy, we had 5 million EBITDA. So, you know, looks like we're pretty good at, at, at profits already for this year. And, you know, next year we're forecasting 20 million EBITDA. And the year after that, we'll be at 30 million EBITDA. And if 2021 is any, any indication, I think we can blow those numbers out of the water too. Perfect. Tim, anything else that, you know, investors and potential investors should be, you know, looking forward to in terms of, you know, catalyst or upcoming events from your company? Yeah, so we're planning to do uh, a big fundraiser for St. Jude's in South Beach over Art Basel on December 5th. It'll be at the Nobu Hotel. And um, we're going to give the World Hospitality Award to John Isner, the tennis player. Uh, Dylan Radigan, who is on our board, is going to be our host. We're going to be giving awards to all the the best suppliers in our industry, too. So that's going to be a big event. And we plan to do more charity events like that. We're big into raising money for charity, just like Elon Musk just did with um, going around the world in outer space. Obviously, Elon Musk does it bigger and better than everybody else, but that's all right. He sets the bar here. We're going to get there too. You know, I'm a bit younger, so I've got some time. Uh, But yeah, we both love St. Jude's and we've been a longtime supporter of St. Jude's for the last five years. So we've got that coming up. And then, you know, I'm based in Singapore. I'm planning to move uh, back to London, where is where I left from. uh, And then I'll be closer to the States where uh, our headquarters is in Florida. So we'll be doing uh, a lot of events in Europe, Asia, uh, where our Singapore is our Asia headquarters and in the U.S. So we would love to have you um, on December 5th if you if you like South Beach in season over Art Basel. 
Awesome. Yeah, yeah we'll have to we'll have yeah. to keep that in mind. I, I would definitely okay. love to come. Tim, uh, I, I just thought of a question, you know, since you talked about all these international locations, um, can you talk a little bit about hotel planner uh, revenue in terms of, you know, U.S. versus international and how that breaks down and maybe some international uh, growth plans here? Yeah, so we uh, have an office in London and an office in Amsterdam. Our uh, president of EMEA is actually Baz Lemons, who was one of the early co-founders of Booking.com. So he's got big plans for, for Europe. Um, I'm out here for the last two years with big plans in uh, Asia. And I'm happy to say of all the big uh, online travel agency partners out here in Asia, we're partnered up on the group or on CUG rates with almost all of them. So uh, we expect, expect as the industry bounces back, our international business will continue to grow, grow, grow. But North America is where we were born and it's you know where the corporate global corporate headquarters are. It's still the majority of our revenue and I'm sure we will continue to be because people love the planner in, uh, in the States. They just always have. And uh, you know, being a, an innovator in the group space, we have a, a quite a cult like niche, niche following and uh, it's hard to compete with that. I know I've tried, I've lived over internationally for the last 11 years, but it's hard to keep up with the North America growth because we have so many great people there and people love us so much. Awesome. Well, Tim, I think that's going to do it for our questions here. So again, everyone out there, you know, watching this, Tim Henschel, the CEO of Hotel Planner Company is going public with Astria Acquisition Corp, ticker ASAX. And after that merger, we'll trade as ticker HOTP Hotel Planner. Hot P. Hot P. Hot P. Go ahead that's and a, call us Hot P, Chris. Hot you P. Know that's that's going to be easy to remember, Tim. Hot P. <laughs> The, the new meme ticker, you heard it here first. So, Tim, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule and joining us on SPACs Attack today. Uh, you know, we look forward to following, you know, your company's progress and maybe seeing you uh, in South Beach. Sounds great. Thanks, Chris. This has been thanks, great. Thanks, Tim. Awesome, guys. Well, you heard it. You know, another exclusive interview here on SPACs Attack, Hotel Planner, um, you know, uh, a post-COVID travel recovery play, but... They actually had decent numbers during COVID. You just heard Tim say, um, I really like that. And Mitch, uh, uh, we, we've talked about wedding stocks on some different shows before. You know, I, there aren't a ton of wedding plays out there other than your retail stocks. Here's a company that helps book, you know, big blocks of rooms for weddings. So if we see a surge in weddings over the next couple of years, could Hotel Planner be a possible wedding play? Hey, it definitely could be. I mean, at the end of the day, um, when you do a wedding, you're going to need a lot of rooms, right? And everybody knows how stressful that can be. So I think this is definitely a, a wedding play and also a reopening play. Um, as we continue to see uh, travel come back, we haven't seen the business the business travel, but we've seen more leisure travel. I think that's what you're going to continue to see in this company. And as, as they, you know, put in their presentation, you know, um, right here, you guys can see it, you know, uh, Chris was talking about this too, is how they had really shown some growth compared to, let's say the other kind of companies you would think about booking Expedia, uh, Trivago, you can see right there, it's the numbers are pretty different, especially compared to the industry consensus of the 2019 revenues.
Yeah, I mean, look at that. Compared to, you know, some of the other big names out there, I, I like that resilience of holding up. I mean, Mitch, it's hard for these travel companies, right, to talk about some of their 2020 and 2021 numbers. But here you have Hotel Planner, you know, saying, no, like, we're good, right? Our numbers were okay. We're beating our record numbers this year. And, you know, going forward, it's going to grow even more. So I, I like that. Um <laughs> Who wants to get married these days is the comment in the chat. There are some people out there that want to get married, believe it or not, right? What? What? That's not out of style yet, Chris? Not yet. Not yet. All right. All right. I haven't seen it go out of style either, man. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and we'll take a look here at some movers now. Of course, this is the time when you guys can put some movers in the chat. We'll definitely talk about them. If you guys got one that you guys want to take a look at, this is your chance. Go ahead and drop it in right now. But don't forget, you got to hit that like if you want us touching those tickets. All right, guys, smash that like. Let's get this started. You guys throw some tickers up in there. Chris, I'll go to you first. What is on your radar this week? What are you looking out for? Yeah. What could possibly get a little bit of a move? Yeah, so before we get into tickers, let's hit on this week's calendar real quick. I wanted to save this for the end of the show. We got through that interview. Hopefully everyone has smashed the like already. Guys, we have four votes this week. So up first Mm. tomorrow, we have Fuse, F-U-S-E with Money Lion. So we had the Money Lion interview, you know, a couple weeks ago. They got some crypto exposure. It's a fintech play. How, How are we holding up there on the chart? So this thing hit redemption on Friday. Um, but I have seen some decent interest in this name amongst, you know, social media and retail traders. So I'm wondering once we get the redemption number, you know, later tonight or tomorrow, FUSE could definitely be on watch with some heavy redemption. Um, so one to keep an eye out. The other three this week, Mitch, I think are the bigger names to watch. Um, so on the 22nd, we have LATN merging with ProCaps Group. And this is a SPAC that has 13.5 million shares out. And then we have AMHC voting on their merger with Jasper Therapeutics, which is less than 10 million shares right now. And then we have CTAC voting on their merger with Core, which they actually postponed the merger from last week, if you guys remember. And they had 90% of shares redeemed last week. Um, of their 26 million shares out. So they're going to have another redemption number with the delayed vote this week. So CTAC uh, is actually the one that, I mean, we could see this thing have a huge redemption number, right? Because it already had 90%, plus there's the chance to redeem more shares today. So the redemption deadline on all three of these is today. So LATN, AMHC and CTAC, anything stand out for you, Mitch, on those three? Last I looked, they were all decently trading today, um, you know, as I think people are starting to, uh, you know, kind of circle on the the possibility of a post-redemption play here. All right, let me go ahead and go back here towards LATN. As you can see, this is the only one that I saw was kind of already making a move up there towards 1075. So you could take a look here and look at the daily chart. It's starting to push past some daily highs. That's what you want to see. Uh, That one's definitely gotten a lift. Looks like there was some volume that came in uh, probably right there on the 15th 
curse. So it looks like someone tried to get in here a little bit early. There was 2 million shares that were traded down there. Uh, so definitely somebody in here on this move. Be careful as they could be selling into the move there. Uh, CTAC, of course, on my watch with that redemption. Anytime you see that redemption, it's going to get on your radar. The big thing for me is trying to get closest towards the bottom. Right now we have a bottom close towards 951. I would love to get it towards 980s and 970s and then look for that pop above 10 with a risk down towards that low of 951. Uh, that's kind of the way I would attack CTAC, and it's definitely going to be on my radar. Who knows? Maybe if we see this one pop, who knows? Maybe we bring them on, Chris. We'll, we'll reach out to them. We've had them on before. Maybe we can bring them on. What do you guys think? Do you guys like this CTAC? Let us know in the chat, and who knows? Maybe we reach out and bring them on as they go ahead and ring the bell soon uh, as we get through this merger. All right, there you go, 50 likes in the chat. Come on, guys. Let's get it on up there. Um, wouldn't a high redemption number put the company at risk of being booted from the exchange? Not enough money to meet minimum criteria, Chris, is the question here. So Solar, a couple of points to that question is, you know, a lot of times there is a pipe attached to the SPAC deal, right? So that pipe brings money into the company post-merger, but the pipe shares don't unlock right away. So as the despacking uh, process happens, right? So say with Core, you know, 90% of the shares are redeemed. So it's going to have a lower flow, less money. But once the pipe is unlocked, then those shares become publicly traded. They get the money, plus they have more shares. So then they're going to meet all those requirements. So short term, yes, there is some concern. But as long as there is a pipe, it shouldn't be a problem to meet the minimum. Also, remember, some of these companies, we haven't seen it too much yet, Mitch, but when they have this high redemption, that leads me to think what's going to happen down the road in a couple months? A share offering, right? So there is always the potential as a publicly traded company to raise money via share offering. So I don't see any risk of you know meeting the, the minimums there. All right, we'll keep it on radar. We'll watch to see what happens. And we got a big time question here in the chat. Uh, this is going to take all Chris and I's expertise here. And should we get into the ocean or should we get into the pool today? Carl asking, he wants to jump into the ocean or the pool. What, what are you going to say, Chris? I'm going to say both here. Both. Is there an option for three? I'll say I'm a big fan of looking at the ocean and a big fan of swimming in a pool. Ooh, something about swimming swagger, in a something about there. swimming in a pool where you can see the bottom and you can see exactly what you're swimming with, as opposed to the ocean and all the possible uh, creatures and <laughs> items. Uh, I stick to pools, but I love an ocean view. So I'll say, look at the ocean, swim in the pool. Hey, I think he can, he can make that happen. We'll definitely see. The kiddie pool, David says, hey, can't go wrong. Dip your toes in there. Throw the dog in there. Hey, lay back in the kiddie pool. Let's get it going. All right, guys, let's look at the chat. What tickers were mentioned there? I did see a couple of them mentioned. Of course, uh, Carl, we are watching the RSI rumor. We'll see if that rumor actually fulfills or if anything happens there. Um Another one being mentioned here, Sue's mentioning FSR. We haven't seen that one come down. I don't think it's found a bottom just yet, but let's take a look here at how we're trading on the day. We did come down towards route. Let's see the low here. 
The low was 12.14 on the 16th. We're holding pretty well today, so that's a good sign. The question is, do we come back down and test towards $10, or do we come back and start trending upwards? We'll see what happens with Fisker. I think you have to watch into November. November, that's what I was just going to say with Fisker. November. I know you're the brains. I know you're the brains, but I'm listening. (laughs) I I got you in my ear. Yeah, so, I I mean, that's the story for me, right, is where do shares land between now and November? If you were looking to maybe go long Fisker long term, I think November is kind of the line in the sand, right? When they unveil this car, and with that being said, that's also the risk too, right? What happens if they come out and change their timeline or say that the car is not going to meet those expectations? That would be a big risk. But assuming that they have this car and they show it off at that auto show in November, I think Fisker gets some more love, uh, you know, in a couple months here. Well, uh, like always, you, you can either shake it off, go for FSR now, or you can do the ocean and then, you know, shake it off and get and hop into the pool, whichever one you prefer. Man, I want to go swimming. All this talk about oceans and <laughs> pools, and here I am working. Uh, just, so shout out to our chat that gets to swim today because like uh, I won't spack- be swimming. Super Spackman says no peeing in the pool though. There's <laughs> that no peeing hot in the pee, pool. That hot pee ticker, hotel planner, hot pee. I, I don't know, Mitch. I don't know about that one. Hey, there's no peeing in the pool, man. I already said it. Let's keep going. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into the next one here. Um, I did see PSFE mentioned in the chat, so let's go ahead and go to it. Pay safe. PSFE, let's take a look. This one has been trying to find a bottom. The question is, where do we find it, Chris? Uh, it's now down towards $8, and I'm sure a lot of people in PaySafe never thought it would get underneath $10. So now we're testing the bottom of this gap where we came through on the 19th and the 20th. What are you thinking, Chris? Today we got below that. Do we close below that? What are you thinking here? Yeah, I mean, we hit a 52-week low today on a day, you know, when the market is really red. That That's not great. Um, for me with PaySafe, right, they're making those big international acquisitions, which I think are going to help with growth. But we're going to need to see in their next earnings report, right, what kind of growth we can expect from those acquisitions. I'll be looking to see if PaySafe bottoms out here, Mitch, Um, you know, because it's definitely been one that I have had on watch for a long time, never pulled the trigger. Um, But at $8, uh, I don't know, I might have to, to circle this name on my list. That's without a doubt. When we see a stock get into a price point where it starts getting to the point where you're like, man, I mean, I just grabbed this company and sit back. I think I see it more valuable than where it is now. Um, and that's when you start getting into more of the investor mindset where you're not even worried about where the story is today. You just know that it's going to get towards a better tomorrow. Um, I think that's the long-term approach where you look at a, a company and you're just like, I just don't see this company not doing well in the long run. One of those to me was like Owlet. Owlet, I, I do see it coming down, but at the end of the day, I would probably want to just hold it and just sit back, relax, and and wait towards the day where it actually makes the move. Because in the end, I do think the company is going to be in a positive sense over years to come. But that's, of course, a long-term approach. I think that's how you have to take a look also at PaySafe. I think it could come back, but the question is when. 
All right. Uh, what's a, another one in the chat? Of course, we got the Lucid Motors talk. Um, you know, and, and you could talk a little bit more about this, Chris. We kind of weren't. I, I don't think we were live the day that we got the EPA rating. Uh, the EPA rating, of course, of 520 um, on the miles. And that was, of course, from the dream. What are you thinking, Chris? Do you think we come back towards this trend line? Do we think we finally got clear open space in Lucid? What are you thinking here? I mean, to me, I think that was a great story, right? But also now what's the next story for them? This was kind of one of those anticipated events, right? To get the mileage out there. But what's next now between now and deliveries? You know, this is a company that has all eyes on it. They have to perform. They have to meet those deadlines for, you know, production, for deliveries. I do like the higher EPA, you know, mileage ratings, Mitch, because, Let's face it, Lucid ran by a former, you know, Tesla employee. They're all all in, right, on making this kind of a war between the two companies. I think you're going to see that in the marketing plan. You saw Lucid air commercials during Elon Musk's appearance on Saturday Night Live, right? When Tesla Tesla doesn't do commercials. So there was no Tesla commercial during that SNL appearance, but instead you had Lucid showing off their vehicle, um, but for me, Mitch, I mean, it's all about production and deliveries. They have to meet those numbers or we're going to see that sharp sell off again. So positive news, but still more to go with this name. And, and I am long. So that's coming from someone who believes in the long term story, but also a show me approach. All right. So what I'd pay attention to, of course, we've been talking about it. The monthly candles. Can we get a green close on here? Can we get past this high? The high here is 25.24. So that's kind of the level where I'd start seeing, hey, can we run into that? And once we run into that, are we going to get above that? So 25.24, we're talking somewhere around here. Uh, so let's see if we can get into that level, this line, before we get to the trend line. Close above that for the month. And if we can do that, I would definitely be looking for a breakout through that trend line. Uh, happy talking about if Lucid shows strength today. It, it could show strength on a green day. Yes, I do think that that is true today. I mean, if you look on the hourly chart, we did get a nice open. You know, you, you get right here at 8 a.m., you get 9 a.m., and by 10 a.m., it's already back towards the highs, which is a good sign. The question is, do we keep on this route? We've been going up about um, gapping about three days now. An inside candle would actually be good here or a close above, I guess, uh, Friday's high. Let's see if we can get above that and close above the high, or do we just kind of hang out in this area and do we test back down towards the 2117? I'll keep a lookout on Lucid, as I know a lot of people are are watching. I remember that Lucid commercial. <laughs> there you go. There's definitely going to be the battle there in Lucid. I think a lot of people are going to be keeping this one on watch. And with that being said, there's one that is moving today. I don't know what's going to happen to it because, at least from my understanding, they did not go through with what was going to happen, which is slam, right, Chris? So they backed out of the deal. They backed out of the Panini deal. Yep, is slam up today? It's a slightly. I, I mean, think I saw. Slightly, I think I saw but, Mud, Muds up today too. Yeah, Muds is up slightly today to nine ninety two. I mean, remember Muds and Slam, Mitch, good call out. These were two that fell to like the 960, 970 level, right? After they called mm -hmm. off those talks. 
I mean, your floor is still net asset value, right? If they don't reach a deal, you know, you're still going to get your net asset value back. That's why it's important to pay attention to some of these SPACs, you know, trading at that 950, 975 level because there's more upside, right, to get to the $10 level. So Slam, again, they've got Alex Rodriguez. They've got some other big names. They're not going to get Panini, but maybe they go after a different, you know, sports company here. So uh, interesting uh, uh, move there. Definitely, without a doubt, you definitely have to keep your eyes on, especially when when I think they do these. I mean, a good thing is the sentiment's very down, actually. You know, uh, this is the Alex Rodriguez one, right, Chris? Yep. Exactly. So it does have the ties still towards some sports. I mean, uh, as I'm certain you guys are, are, are definitely aware of, uh, I think A-Rod has some connections in sports, so... I think he's definitely trying to leverage those connections. What The question is, what's next? I don't exactly know. I don't think anybody does, but keep it on radar. Who knows? Maybe you get your $10 and you just get your money back, or you see this one get a good name and start moving, and that's Slam. That's the last one I'll mention for today. But until then, Chris, I have something that you and everybody out there should keep your eyes out for. What is that, of course? That is, of course, the EV Con powered by Benzinga. You guys don't miss out. This is going to be virtually on September 22nd. Yes, I said it. This Wednesday, don't miss out, guys. You can join virtually for free. Uh, you guys, we got about one day, 13 hours remaining. Uh, I'm going to definitely keep watching this. We'll see what happens. We're going to have epic, epic lineup, guys. We got. Uh, FUV. We're going to have uh, General Motors here at the event. You got WorkSport that just recently made a massive move on up. You guys don't miss out on this event and check it out, guys. All you got to do is go to uh, Benzinga.com slash events and you will find this. I'll also throw it up in the chat here. I'll throw up the link. And like always, guys, get your chance to win one year of Benzinga Pro all you got to do is just register for free. You have a chance to win one year. Uh, I mean, even if you don't show up, why not register to get that chance? Like always, guys, smash the like. Appreciate you, Sue, in the chat. Like always, definitely supporting us as we support you guys out there, and we'll keep going. Chris, anything else you want to leave off with? No, that's it. You know, tomorrow we're back to a normal show. And then on Wednesday, a no show, as you said, Mitch, an electric vehicle conference for Benzinga. I mean, we do conferences all year, right? We do some big cannabis ones, some fintech ones, some small cap ones. And now we have a electric vehicle conference, right? We talk all the time about EV companies. You're going to get to hear about some CEOs from these companies. You know, you named a couple there, Mitch, that I'm excited to hear from. Um, also, I think there's a couple that went public via SPAC that will be presenting. So guys, don't miss out. And, and again, your chance to win a free year of Benzinga Pro. And if you don't win the year free, Mitch, I, I, what was that code again that you gave for, for 35% off? I mean, normally we give 20% off to our viewers, but we have a special going on right now where you can get, you know, 35% off. So, uh, you know, Benzinga Pro, don't miss out. Yeah, definitely, guys. Don't miss out on that. If you guys haven't yet found out, Chris just gave you the secret again because I was just going to keep it to the people at the <laughs> beginning of the show. But I got you. There's like 30 or 40 people that probably missed out. 
Happy Fall is that discount code for 35% off your Benzinga Pro subscription. Check it out, guys. You don't even need to use a credit card if this is your first time and you just want to get a free two weeks. I definitely recommend you checking it out. We'll see you guys next time. Up next, you got the Power Hour coming on. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw the link here in the chat so that you guys can get on over to the Power Hour. Do not miss it. This is where the hype meets the stocks. Yes, Hot Stocks Luke just might be there. And, I mean, can you get any better than that? Uh, I did see Story Trading is going to be on there. Hey, I'm not the only one that looks at Story. Go check it out, guys. It's going to be on starting up in, I think, literally just right now, guys. I threw the link in the chat there for you. If you didn't see it, just head on over to the chat. Click that link and get towards the power hour. We'll see you next time. Guys, like always, smash the like and the SPACs attack, baby.